Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a program on the internet. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, etc. Or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Dodgers of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Howdy, folks. Today is Monday, March 28th, 2022, 241 days until Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Jason Garrett. All right. Episode 1,356 on this, in this, the year of our Lord, 2022. On today's show, my friends, we've got headlines from across the state, including uh, a lot of transfer portal news. Yeah. A lot of transfer portal news and... Um, and the end of a football career for a Dave Campbell's Texas football career. Yeah, we're kind of like we're kind of hitting the way back machine in headlines today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, then we're going to unveil the 2021 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Coaches of the Year. Woo-hoo. We have to wait until uh, if you're wondering like why we're doing this in like late March. First of all, we have to decide them. We mm-hmm. don't really decide them. To be real honest, we don't really decide them until we start putting the, the summer edition together because mm-hmm. they get honored in the summer edition. Um, and then we have to go and let them know, and call right. them, yeah. and and because I want them to hear it from me instead of finding out about it on the internet. But in any case, uh, we will unveil the 2021 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Coaches of the Year in each classification. In the back half of the show, we're going to be joined by the new head coach of the Kermit Yellow Jackets. The Kermit Yellow Jackets, we're going to hear from Coach Nate Gensler. Nate Gensler was the defensive coordinator at Lubbock Roosevelt. Uh, of course, a big part of what they were able to do that historic year they mm-hmm. had there. And now he gets his opportunity to be a head coach out there in Kermit. We'll talk uh, to the head coach there. Uh, coach Nate Gensler coming up in the back half of the program. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Coach Terry Crawford, Nick Morton, Miss Terry Adams, and Tony Blaylock. Welcome in, fellas and lady fella. Also, Step says that um, it snowed this weekend in Canada. He said it's sunny today, but the temp right now is 14 degrees. Brother, we are sitting at a beautiful 75 and sunny here. Coach uh, Coach Craw- or Coach Crawford. Yeah, Coach Crawford. Um, it's not Coach Yes, Coach Crawford at Abbott, not Coach Abbott at Crawford. Uh, Coach Crawford, I emailed you. Please check your email. Okay, let's get some headlines from across the state of Texas, and we will start with some pretty sizable news down there in uh, San Marcos. And that is that Brady McBride, uh, the quarterback for for Texas State, uh, has announced that he 
is entering the transfer portal. He is heading to the transfer portal. Uh, he has been the uh, he, he finished high school at Coppell in 2019, signed with Memphis, spent one year there before transferred to Texas State. He sat out in 2019. He was their quarterback. Uh, for the majority, uh, they kind of shuffle some things around, but for the majority of 2020 and 2021, he started 15 games over the last two seasons. Um he started the first seven games of 2021, lost his job to former starter um, uh, Tyler Vitt. I would say that he was a little bit of up and down. Uh, rather, uh, McBride, his career there at Texas State was up and down. Uh, so what's the, the big storyline here? The big storyline here is that we thought that Texas State was going to be one of the few programs in the state that had some sort of... What's the word I'm looking for? Some sort of consistency, some sort of stability at the quarterback spot? Mm-hmm. That will not be the case because McBride is now in the transfer portal. We'll see where he lands. Um, and Tyler Vitt's not coming back. Tyler Vitt right. did have one season of eligibility left because of the COVID year. He's opted not to do that. Well, that's the thing um, about McBride. He has two years of eligibility yeah. left, which seems like in the 18th year senior, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot. He's, he's a redshirt, redshirt, redshirt junior, basically. Um, so he'll have two years of eligibility left. Uh, but, but Tyler Vitt's going to graduate in May and go off and do his thing. So... So yeah, Texas State will have a new quarterback in 2022. That's pretty big news down there for uh, in, in what I would uh, classify, I would classify as a pretty make or break year for Jake Spavital down there in Texas yeah. State. He'll have to do it with a new quarterback, um, and we will see what they end up uh, sorting through. So that is one thing to keep an eye on. And then, by the way, their spring game is April 9th, so maybe we'll have a better view of how things feel uh, there whenever we get to the spring game. Speaking of transfers, this is not a Texas college product, but it certainly has Texas college ties. Texas high school ties. Texas high school ties and potentially Texas college ties. And that is that the uh, that Demetrius Davis, remember him, the quarterback from Galena Park North Shore, uh, one of the most decorated quarterbacks in Texas high school football history. Um, of course, he was the guy who threw the Hail Mary in 2018, mm-hmm. led them to another title in 2019, uh, led them to the semifinals in 2020. Uh, he signed after the 2020 season with Auburn to go uh, play at, at, at Auburn. Auburn, um, he has now announced that he is entering the transfer portal. Um, now, Auburn's been on on the move uh, recently. There's been a lot of Auburn uh, in, in the news. Uh, for First of all, Brian Harson, uh, the coach there, there's just been a lot going on with him. Yes. Um, just a lot going on with him. He was going to be fired. Then he wasn't going to be fired. He's going to get the, the, you know, he got the... Uh, vote of confidence, so he's mm-hmm. going to be the head coach. They've, of course, moved some things around, um, and uh, Demetrius Davis uh, at the quarterback spot, you may remember that they uh, they picked up a transfer in the offseason. Most notably, they picked up Zach Calzada. Mm-hmm. Zach Calzada, who was the starting quarterback for Texas A&M whenever Haynes King went down, he led him to that win over Alabama, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so there was certainly a lot of moving parts there, uh, but Demetrius Davis looked around and he sent out some sort of tweet that basically made it feel like made it seem like he felt like he wasn't wanted. Right. And so, which is interesting by saying Zach Calzada is wanted over Demetrius well, Davis, certainly. but to each their I mean, own. They see something. Right. So where could he land? Right. Who could use now? Now here's the thing. He's just he's a redshirt freshman, so he's right. got his, basically his whole career in front of him. Yeah. He did not. I don't believe he took a snap. Maybe he took I two snaps. Yeah. For uh, and it, if they did, they wasn't yeah. a pass. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. He didn't. He didn't factor in, in any sort of meaningful way. Uh, so he is on. The, he's on the market. Who's in the market for a quarterback that that could use a guy like that? I would look at a guy. I would maybe look at Houston. Mm-hmm. 
He's, of course, from the Houston area. I yep. think he would be a decent fit there for, for that kind of uh, offense. Yeah, you let Clayton Toon Clayton finish Toon it out. One and more year, and then he you're basically the, the guy. The heir, the heir apparent. Same thing goes, I would say, at TCU. TCU yep. is a is they're probably looking for whoever is going to be next uh, after Max Duggan. Uh, maybe Chandler Morris is that guy, but certainly Demetrius Davis would certainly give a push. Maybe it's a place like SMU. Maybe it's a place like SMU. Um, you know, Rhett Lashley looking to make a, a you know they uh, they've got another incumbent in uh, in Tanner Mordecai. He's got one more year of eligibility, and then you know who knows what's going to be what's going to be there. He could also go out of state. Those would be the three programs that I think immediately feel like a fit uh, in state. For, for Demetrius Davis, but it'll be interesting. Certainly yep. to see. He's, he was a high-profile quarterback uh, who, who landed at Auburn. He is uh, going to transfer now. We'll see where Demetrius Davis ends up. Speaking of the transfer portal, we were supposed to do this last week, but we didn't have a show on Monday. But uh, speaking of SMU, uh, they are losing one of their most important cogs of their offense mm-hmm. from last year, um, and that is Ulysses Bentley the fourth. Ulysses Bentley, uh, who of course was the star running back for them, especially in 2020, but also very good in 2021. He is transferring, and he has announced that he is going to transfer to Ole Miss. Uh, he was uh, an outstanding uh, piece of the SMU offense last year, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Rhett Lashley is going to need to find some, you know, find some some answers there. Now, now look, there's some other guys that they feel pretty good about. Oh yeah, but. Uh, you know, I think they feel like they can get Brandon Upton a few more carries and he could take over. But as far as known commodities and um, and guys that you feel like you can you can rely on, um, then certainly I would say um, now they do have Trey Siggers back. That's mm-hmm. right. He's got one more year of eligibility. I keep seeing senior and thinking like, oh, they're going to graduate. But that's not true. Trey Siggers is back. He was a leading rusher last year. But th- what what really made that offense cook in the past couple of years was that they had a kind of a stable of running backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's going to be Trey Siggers and Tyler Levine. Maybe it's going to be Brandon Upton getting some some run there. But uh, they will need to find a new uh, new p- p- part of that stable as Ulysses Bentley is transferring to Ole Miss. And man, that announcement didn't take any time at all. No. It was basically too. I am uh, I'm in the transfer portal and then knew exactly where he was going. Um, let's talk about a Dave Campbell's Texas football cover boy yep. um, back in 2013. Uh, Johnny Manziel uh, is uh, has um, announced that. Uh, not announced. I don't think. I don't think it's probably. You know. I don't think it's fair. It's to not say. worthy of an announcement. So he is going to. So Johnny Manziel has basically said that uh, my my football career is his in my eyes over. Uh, he is going to play in what is called the uh, the fan controlled football league, the FCF. He's going to do that for another year. It's. It looks like it's kind of like an, an arena football league. They've mm-hmm. got a bunch of like kind of wacky bits. I wonder when the XFL makes its resurgence if that'll right. change his mind. Right. Um, but he he has said that he's going to play this year in the in the FCF, an Atlanta indoor uh, it plays in an Atlanta indoor facility. Um, but he said that uh, you know he says that that this is something he just wants to do for fun. Um, he just you know he's he's out there kind of having fun playing you know throwing the ball. This is the Quavo the runner the the rapper. This is kind of his league. It's his money. It's his money that kind of fuels the league. Uh, he told ESPN, "Quote: This is the way I go to a way to go out and compete and have some fun on a way smaller scale. I don't have the drive to play football at a high level anymore. I don't have the drive to be the best football player anymore that I used to have in my life, and I'm okay with that. I've come to terms with what my football career was and what it is, and now I'm trying to figure out how I can stay entangled in the game, but from a different position." Uh, so Johnny Manziel is more or less saying that if you're dreaming of that comeback, you're dreaming of that one more run mm-hmm. in the NFL or, or in trying to make a team or, or maybe even the XFL, 
um, or the you know there's the USFL which I think is coming back. Mm-hmm. Kind of sounds like probably you need can to look somewhere else. Pull that out. Yeah. Um, to the high school ranks, couple of things to, to that I want to bring up. One of them is came down last week that Lubbock High has made a hire. Lubbock High, uh, the the Westerners have been looking for a head coach. Uh, Shane Stephen uh, was uh, was the coach last year. He will not return for 2022. Uh, they have brought in uh, the head coach at Corpus Christi Carroll, Juan Rodriguez, to be their next head coach. Moving from the Coastal Bend up to the South Plains, Juan Rodriguez will be the new head coach at Lubbock High. And that concludes their coach they had a i mean yes. what three out of the four jobs open with coach man being a first year head coach yes. last year so it was like a lot of switch going on over there uh and finally i want to bring up uh our um uh, our, our friend uh dan ganey dan ganey has uh retired there at colorado city after a long career there uh with uh with the wolves uh he was a uh he he Went out uh, the the way that he wanted to. He was uh, he he. They were able to uh, end a long losing streak uh, th- this past year, and he is now going to go out uh, on his own terms. The reason I bring up Dan Ganey is longtime listeners of to Dave Campbell's Texas Football uh, may remember that he was a guy who. Um, put together one of our favorite interviews of all time. Um, Dan Ganey was, uh, you know, he's been the head coach there since 2013, had a couple of really good years in 2017, 2018. I believe in 2017 was when we had him on, maybe 2018. Uh, we had him on um, just to talk about his Wolves. I think it was in the off season, maybe after that 2017 season. And um, it was Max and I sitting here talking with him, sitting in our old office actually, talking with him. And uh, he was coming to us from a... Um, a golf tournament. From a golf tournament. It was a regional golf tournament in Midland, I believe it was. Um, and and I kind of closed up the interview. He was, he was sitting on a golf cart, you know, talking with us. Uh, closed up the interview. And uh, I said uh, I said something along the lines of like, well, Coach, you know, we certainly appreciate your time. Congratulations. It's a great year. And, and enjoy the offseason and, and enjoy that golf tournament there in Midland. Mm-hmm. And his reply was something to, along the, 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 the lines of, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> he was not... And then he legitimately hung up after that, I'm he pretty was sure. Not, no, he invited us to come out to Colorado City. Oh, but did then he? he was like, he was like, oh, you know, appreciate it. All. But he was, he was he very goes, clearly yeah, not uh, into the golf tournament <laughs> that he was watching. And so, yeah, he would... Um, he would be if uh, so. So Dan Ganey has retired. We certainly wish him uh, a friend of Dave Campbell's Texas football and a friend of Texas football today. Uh, the best going forward. Those are some headlines. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at TCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. All right, Pickle. Dave Campbell's Texas Football is proud to honor one head football coach in each classification the Coach of the Year Award. Each coach recognized with a special honor typifies the best in Texas high school football. Uh, the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew, we're putting together the 2022 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. And one of the things that we do is we honor the very best of 2021 in the magazine. And one of the things that we do is we hand out the Coach of the Year Award to each uh, in each classification. Um, it was a, uh, we, we go through each classification and we, we pick out one guy uh, who we think was the most outstanding coach in Texas high school football that year? It was uh, a tough. It was a tough ask this year in particular with a lot of outstanding coaches. Uh, but we're now proud to unveil the 2021 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Coaches of the Year, starting in Class 6A. 
with John Kay of Galena Park North Shore. In guiding the Mustangs to their fourth state championship in his eight seasons at the helm, Kay may have pulled off his most impressive coaching job to date. With a freshman quarterback and a young core of playmakers, Kay and his staff spurred his squad to grow up in a hurry. By the time the Mustangs arrived back at AT&T Stadium for a third tilt with familiar foe Duncanville, North Shore was their usual well-oiled machine, a credit to their remarkable coach who now boasts a 36-4 record in the playoffs. The 5A Coach of the Year, Jason Todd from South Oak Cliff. It had been 63 years since a Dallas ISD team had been able to hoist a recognized state championship, all the way back to Dallas-Washington of the PVIL. It was that history that Todd's Golden Bears faced down, that door that South Oak Cliff kicked down when it claimed the 5A Division II state championship, toppling powerhouse Alito along the way. Loaded with talent, yes, but South Oak Cliff will be remembered for their razor-sharp execution and a knack for the moment, a trait that inherited from its leader. Todd's squad rallied the entire city of Dallas and rode that wave to a place in Texas high school football immortality. Dave Campbell's Texas Football 4A Coach of the Year. Sterling Doty from Stephenville. Few know the expectation levels in Stephenville, Texas, quite like Sterling Doty. He was, after all, a player on the Yellow Jackets' third and fourth state championship squads in 1998 and 1999. So when he took the job at his alma mater, and when it combined 12 and 11 in his first two seasons, the pressure was on. No matter. Doty rallied his squad to make all sorts of history in 2021, including the first 16-0 season since that 1999 title and the program's sixth state championship overall. The 3A Coach of the Year. Ray Biles from Lorena. There are few coaches with a connection to their school quite like Biles's to Lorena. The 2021 season was the veteran coach's 30th season at the helm of the Leopards, joining an elite fraternity of just 21 UIL Texas high school football coaches to spend three full decades in the same head coaching chair. But that was far from the only milestone for the understated dean of Central Texas coaches. He also captured the 200, his 200th career victory and did so in style in the 3A Division I state championship, leading the Leopards to their first state title since 1987. The 2A Coach of the Year, Ruben Torres from Marlin. There was some understandable head-scratching when Torres took over at Marlin ahead of the 2021 season. After all, he'd come to Falls County from El Paso, where he'd spent the previous 14 seasons at places like Isleta, El Dorado, and Franklin. But once the Bulldogs stepped onto the field, it was clear that he was the right man for the job. Torres took his team from that went 4-5 in 2020 and surged them into the state semifinals, winning 11 games for the first time in 17 years. Of particular note, the Bulldogs' defense improved by an average of 18.7 points allowed per game, one of the biggest defensive leaps in Texas. The Class 1A Coach of the Year, according to Dave Campbell's Texas Football, Shannon Waters from Benjamin. There's not a whole lot to say about the history of Benjamin Mustangs. The tiny Knox County School is perhaps best known for having one of the smallest enrollments in the UIL, though it's recently surged to a relatively gargantuan 44 students. But Waters has helped turn the Mustangs' fortunes around in a hurry, instilling a hard-nosed defense and a toughness to go along with it. The results in 2021 were, frankly, astounding. A perfect regular season, the program's first district championship since 1978, and a sudden feeling that the best is yet to come in Benjamin. And the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Private School Coach of the Year is Eric DeHaven from the Woodlands John Cooper. By private school standards, especially in the history-laden Southwest Preparatory Conference, the Dragons of John Cooper are relative neophytes, with just 11 seasons under their belt. But while they may be new-ish, the Dragons have been a force uh, uh, through 
through, though a state championship has eluded them. That is, until DeHaven helped push them over the top. After falling short in the SBC 3A title game in 2019 and playing a makeshift schedule in the COVID-riddled 2020, DeHaven took his team to previously unreached heights, knocking off Irving Cistercian to capture the team's first ever crown. There they are, the 2021 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Coaches of the Year. Congratulations to all the coaches. They will be honored in the upcoming 2022 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. So make sure you check that out. Pickle, let's go to the hotline and let's bring in the new head coach. Let's go west, way west, to talk to the new head coach of the Kermit Yellow Jackets. We're joined by Coach Nate Gensler. Coach, how are you? I'm pretty good. How's it going? Doing excellent. How are things in beautiful Kermit, Texas? Oh, they're great right now. It's 92 degrees, a great day. I'm at the uh, district golf meet, so I'm, I'm loving life. All right. Well, listen, that is that is as exciting as it gets when you're at a district golf tournament. Um, yes, sir. Uh, I want to ask you a little bit about this move to Kermit. You've you've most recently been the defensive coordinator there at Lubbock Roosevelt, helped turn them into a, a real powerhouse in the past couple of seasons. Uh, you now get an opportunity at, at, at the big chair there in, in Kermit. I'm interested why this move was right for you. What was it about the job there in Kermit that, that drew you to it? Well, I tell you what, you know, we played here on our second playoff game in Roosevelt when we played Alpine. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that struck me about Kermit is, well, number one, the facilities. The football field's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the field house, uh, you know, I mean, we just got nice things here. Um, and I, I've, I've been other places where I've played. I know that Kermit's always had, like, some good-looking kids. <laughs> and so, you know, I thought, you know, even after that second playoff game, I was like, man, if this job comes open, I might throw my, my name in the half for this one because this could be a good place. Yeah, and, and and obviously you you get the job out there at at Kermit. This is a, a program that that in in past past couple of years have been a bit rough, but um, I know that that you're right. They've got a great history. They've got a number of, of outstanding seasons under their belt. When you when you got on campus and you addressed your players for the first time as their head coach, uh, what was your message to them? Well, well, I'll tell you what. I mean, when you look at these kids, when you look at these kids in the off season, the kids we got great kids here. And I tell you what, I came in here and hit the ground running as far as working them. Uh, you know, I, I do things a little bit different as far as, you know, discipline wise weight room is it's, you know, some, some schools have, they talk about having like a boot camp at two weeks a year, like my off season, boot camp all year. And so when I told these kids, I, I called them up on me, we got some good looking kids here, like big old kids, huge kids. And I'm telling these kids, I'm like, the first thing I told them was, got, I got too many dang good looking kids standing right in front of me for us not to win a whole bunch of dang football games. Mm-hmm. And, and it's true. We got good looking kids here. There's no reason why we shouldn't win some games this year. Yeah, it's uh, it's certainly a, a case that, that you guys should be able to turn it around in, in a hurry. I want to ask you a little bit about the place that you're coming from. You were a guy who uh, was was the defensive coordinator for Lubbock Roosevelt. They they ranked fifth in in three A Division two last season in def- in uh, points allowed per game. Uh, made all the way to the state semifinals. Um, looking back on that 2021 team, especially on the defensive side of the ball, what was it that worked for you guys uh, there in 2021 at, at Roosevelt, and, and how do you feel like you can bring that to Kermit? Well, I tell you what. Um... We, I had 11 guys on defense that would come and strike you. And when you've got, you know, I mean, you know, three of the, three of them, three of the dudes that I had just got done to state powerlifting meet. Uh, those three guys had over hundred tackles. They, uh, that combined for about, I don't know, over almost 70 touchdowns and 4,500 yards rushing on the offensive side. I know we're talking defense, but yeah. it didn't matter because they never left the field. You know what I'm saying? And so these guys, I mean, we just had guys that would just come and hit you. They were disciplined and they were physical. And I tell you what, if we bring that here to Kermit, if we're physical and if we're disciplined, we're going to win. 
And so that's what you know, those we just had great kids there in, in Roosevelt. Roosevelt's a different kind of place, you know. Uh, as far as kids wise, we have you know we have a, a children's home there. We have a lot of kids that are adopted. I've never felt more loved as a coach than I did at Roosevelt. And those kids, I mean, they'd run through a wall for you. And uh, I mean, they, they 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 we had a lot of seniors, so you know we were a senior heavy team. We had those three guys, and we had my son. My I mean, of course, my son's a yellow jacket as of today, but uh, we just had some. We had good kids. Uh, I, I want to ask you a little bit about the comparison between Roosevelt and, and Kermit. It strikes me that this is a, a not this is a, a similar situation. You know, when 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 Coach Landers uh, arrived there at Roosevelt, this is a program that was a little bit down. You know, had not won a lot, and suddenly they were able. But but the the pieces were in place for for a turnaround. Uh, looking at what they're at Kermit, you know, we mentioned only three wins over the last three seasons combined. Do you feel that same sense of this could be a quick turnaround if we can just kind of get everybody moving in the right direction? Absolutely, one hundred percent. You know, I've I had some, you know, some guys that you know been trying to get hired, some coaches hired, and they're like, well, might be tough to win to win early. And I'm like, nope, I'm trying to win right now. And I and I look at these kids and what we got coming back here in Kermit, and you know, just 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 the eyeball test. We just get them working discipline get them stronger in the weight room uh, get them tougher um, like I said I got my son coming you know he was all-state running back last year I mean shoot there's no reason I'm planning on turning this thing around year one um, you know you mentioned you mentioned your son um, when you google Nate Gensler you're the second Nate Gensler that comes up you're the second Nate Gensler <laughs> in your own family that comes up right. um, in your own household uh, but uh, but your son who was uh, you know at a, a, a district a district MVP last year and all state running and stuff stuff like that um, from your perspective uh, I'm interested you know we, we hear a lot about coach but but as as dad what's what's it like going out there and, and, and coaching alongside your your son uh, it's amazing, especially you know after the year we just had in Roosevelt it was super special. Uh, we, you know when you when you have that kind of a run and you have that kind of success, and then your son has that kind of success, it's kind of like what you dream about as a coach. You know, you have a coach, you have your boy, and then you have that kind of success, you and him on the field. I mean, it's absolute dream come true. Now, as far as being a dad and a coach, I tell you what, I really turned my coaching around, my ability to coach when I became a dad. I mean, you just, it's different when, and I tell every kid, every kid that I coach, I'm going to coach you exactly like I would coach my own son because you're like my kids to me. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, they, they probably don't like that, but you know, it's just, it just makes you a better coach, like how you talk to them, how you respond to them when your kid is standing right there with them. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's special. It's just, you know, it's a great opportunity to get to do this, turn a program with my son. We're doing it together. It's going to be his senior year and it's something we'll always have. Uh, and finally, Coach, you know, uh, I, I want to ask you a little bit about what you're going to take from from the uh, the coaching staff there at, at, at Lubbock Roosevelt. You know, Coach Matt Lander's done obviously an unbelievable job up there uh, with uh, with Roosevelt. But I'm interested, you know, what what are you feel what do you feel like you learned from Coach Landers that you're going to bring with you uh, there to Kermit? Well, you know, Coach Landers, man, he he did it. He did such a dang good job with those kids. You know, he's been at Roosevelt for a long time, even as an assistant. Uh, before he got the head coaching job. So I think the number one thing that, that I'm taking away from him is just man, his ability to persevere and his ability to uh, instill discipline in kids. And, uh, you know, he's a heck of a freaking football. He's a heck of an offensive guy, too, as far as that flex bone stuff. Now, I'm not going to be flex bone here, here in Kermit because I don't think it fits fits what our kids are going to do. But, I mean, heck, it, shoot, I mean, he's such a good offensive coach and the way he relates to kids. And, you know, I, I think if I can bring some of, in some of that perseverance, some of that discipline here to Kermit, we're going to be all right. He's Nate Gensler. He's the new head coach of the Kermit Yellow Jackets. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the new gig. Can't wait to see you guys, what you guys do out there. 
Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. There he goes. Nate Gensler, the head coach. Kermit Yellow Jackets joining us here on Texas Football Today. Um, Kermit, we, 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 you, you can throw it up. I, I forgot to, to change out the logo. Uh, if you don't know where Kermit is, Kermit's way, way... It's, it. it's right at the... Thank you. It's right on the... Um, Right on the corner, basically of of, of Texas, right? Uh, you're you're kind of uh, if you that were to go right s- angle of the Panhandle. If you were straight north, you'd be right into uh, New Mexico. Uh, but they are in that that difficult district there with Brownfield, uh, Denver City, Lamisa, and Slayton. But this is a team, you know. I, I think he's right. You know, Kermit's had a history of being successful in the past. They've just kind of had a couple of down years. Mm-hmm. Um, the three A level can be like that. I also think that that's a, a a district where you can do a little bit of damage. Denver City had a great year last year. They're probably the favorite, but uh, I I would I, I look. At at this and and I don't know I don't see why there's any reason they couldn't have a turnaround like that so um well and just the way he talks to you want to talk about a person that's going to get the kids going I mean he said that he goes I want to have an impact now and so that that energy does feed you know you got to have a guy who wants to be there Mm -hmm. you got to have a guy who wants who wants to go out there and and coach these guys and and obviously coach Gensler is that guy so we appreciate him taking some time out of his district golf tournament to chat with us let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment final thoughts what a perfect timing for a uh, a golf tournament tournament to be happening after we just got done talking about coach Ganey. Yeah, I know. It. I almost <laughs> he said that. I was like, Oh, <laughs> I almost asked him if I guess it's that time of year. Yeah. Cause I think the, the coach Ganey interview was like four years ago, like today. Um, but the, um, yeah, I guess it, it's district golf. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Right now. Um, the one quick thing Step put in the comments about uh, Coach Ganey, he said the year that Colorado City was 0-10, I showed up to one of their games, and as I'm walking out to midfield to say hello, Ganey goes, what the hell are you doing here? That's a very – Coach Ganey <laughs> is a straight shooter. That is, There is no doubt about that. He's a straight shooter. Uh, so we appreciate uh, we appreciate Coach Ganey and, and certainly hope he has the best – wish him the best in retirement. It's going to do for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Nate Gensler, the new head coach at the Kermit Yellow Jackets, for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.